Allison Chains at his angry chair. One of the bands playing Rock on the Range. Already qualified somebody this morning, but we've got some more details involving Rock on the Range coming up a little bit later on in the show. Plus, Pat Max is going to be joining us in a few minutes, but first... Bringing to light stories that are incredibly f***ed up. Oh, man, we're going to hell. Would you join me in my own private hell? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. And Big J, we find ourselves in Texas for today's We're Going to Hell story. Usually making a sandwich, not exactly the hardest thing in the world, right? Yeah, it depends on the sandwich that you're choosing to make, but, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. The ingredients that are involved, maybe you're not sure if you want a ham sandwich or a turkey sandwich or whatever the case may be. Maybe you're making your own pastrami. Right. Do you cut lettuce or do you just go without? What do you do? But usually that's the hardest decision to make. Unfortunately for a man in Texas, it just wasn't quite that easy. Just go on to the store, if you believe the man. Just go on to the store. He was ready to pile on a sandwich. He bought a loaf of Mrs. Bayard's bread, which apparently is uh, something that's relatively popular in and around Texas and surrounding area. Opens up the loaf of bread, and he sees in the bottom there's like a little black something. He's like, that's not good. He goes deep. He goes, wait a second. This thing's running through the whole bottom. Oh, my God. They've baked a snake into my bread. They baked a snake into my bread. Now, there's uh, pictures of this, and it looks like, I'm going to say a snake is maybe six to eight inches long, or whatever it is, is six to eight inches long. And it kind of weaves itself through the bottom of the loaf of bread and through the middle of some pieces. Sounds like it was a hungry snake. So, like, the snake was, if you believe the story, the snake basically somehow got its way into the dough, was cooked. <laughs> And then sliced and served in the piece of bread. It's or in gross. the bread. It is gross. For the record, Mrs. Baird's is saying this isn't true. They're saying that it's a lot of bad publicity for something that is not true whatsoever. They're like, listen, this dough is not like we put this together in feel. I didn't order a snake sandwich. <laughs> get it? Do you get it? But she did! Whoa! Come on, it was just sitting out there waiting for somebody to take it. Mrs. Baird's uh, press representative, David Margulies, said that he's worked in 20, for 25 years at Mrs. Baird's. He's never had any kind of weird incident like this one. So uh, they stand by their quality. They don't think it's true. But this is not the first time that the weird things have been found in bread. There was a kid in the UK that found a lizard in his loaf of Tesco bread. A California man who claimed he found glass in his Vaughn's Bakery loaf. And, of course, a man who hid his own heroin needle in a loaf of bread and said he found it. Hey, look, my needle. Ow. Oh, Oh, the roof of my mouth. Look out. So, yes, be extremely careful, please, and thank you. I don't know if I believe this story, but nobody wants to open up a bag of bread and see a snake in there that much I'm relatively sure of. So please. It's just sad that I've gotten so desensitized by some of these stories that I don't believe anybody now if they say they found something in their food. I just don't Man. buy it. It's understandable. Don't buy it. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. A man who knows a lot about food. Pat Mac coming in here next. We're on the X Rocks. Hi, this is Jack, founder of Jack of the Box. Let's talk to Annie online. 
There you go, some Texas Hippie Coalition. Damn you to hell on 104.3 The X Rocks. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J, 748. It's uh, always awesome to welcome back into the studio our old buddy uh, Pat Mack. Good morning, man. Morning, guys. How we doing? How are you in there? I know this. We don't spend enough time together. No, we don't. We really need a, a more alone time. Well, I don't know about alone. I was thinking more of a group. Well, you, well, you know, group, group time. Setting. Actually, I did. I did get to spend some time with Randy um, over football season. He was my he was my fill in football wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was on the road, I don't get to see a lot of the games when oh, I'm working. Okay. So he was texting me play by play, and I won't even go into the expletives that he was using for some of the players. Weird man. <laughs> Weird, Randy. I know. He's yeah. healthy, he's talented, talented, but he he really he really helped calm my anxiety when I was on the road. Good. I mean, I was just like every two minutes I'd go pick up my phone. And I'm like, yes, we. Oh, we didn't score. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a show. You can't uh, you can't be locked down. Right. Exactly. So he was my savior. And we were just talking, man. Uh, you're on the road a lot because this ultimate camp cooking thing is is going well, and you are doing a whole lot of things in a whole lot of places. Yes, we uh, we have been traveling so much now that uh, I've actually um, I've actually outgrown my status as a minion of flying i I am no longer a peasant when i fly yeah you're like uh you're like alec baldwin oh yeah well i i have uh you know so many miles now that no matter what i get bumped up to to first class when i fly which is which is awesome because that actually is the payoff but uh this is this is this is a a true story i I got i haven't told this story yet i I wrote about it on facebook a, a while back but uh because i fly first class you know i i get you know the really good seats and uh I got, I got on a flight and I was flying Salt Lake to uh, Chicago, and I get, I'm in two C, okay, two C. I'm on an aisle seat. All right, two minutes before the, the doors are about to close, the flight's 98 percent full. This girl walks on, very attractive, mid 20s. Uh, she walks on, and my seat next to me was empty. So I'm assuming that this is going to be her, and it is. And <laughs> Because it's first class, you don't have to get up to move because there's enough room. They can walk in between you. Well, she's facing me as she's getting ready to seat. Well, I noticed when she came in, she had like a Bluetooth in her ear. And it was blinking blue, so it means that it was on and she was in the middle of a conversation. But she had this look on her face like, you know, somebody just shot her dog or something. Oh, no. And then she literally stops right in front of me. With right in front of my knees, she's knee to knee with me now, and I'm sitting, and I'm reading my paper, and she's just turns white, and she just says out loud, "You're breaking up with me (laughs) now before a flight." How dare you break up with me? And I'm the whole time I'm looking in my paper, just reading, going, "Oh, this is so uncomfortable. Oh, this is." And then she finally makes her way over, and then she's and then she starts hyperventilating. She's crying. Oh man! The entire plane is looking at me. Do something like I just dump. I am like the worst boyfriend ever. Well. She she's she's hyperventilating. The, fl- the flight attendant walks over and she looks right at her and she's, "Ma'am, is there anything we can do for you? Would you like us, you know, maybe to find you another seat?" And just gives me the dirtiest look. And I'm like, and she's like, "No, I'm fine. I'll be okay. I'll get through this." Wow, and man. She continues to hyperventilate for a couple more minutes. And then um, the, the worst part was is the guy who was in one A. He noticed her Bluetooth. He's the only guy on the airplane that noticed her Bluetooth. Me and him. 
He knew what was going on. He is laughing his butt off. <laughs> yeah, he's laughing at you. Nobody on the plane knows this, and he is not helping me out at all. Well, then, next thing you know, here comes the pilot, the captain. Oh, God. Comes out. Wow. Literally steps right in between us and, and consoles her about, can I find you another seat? Are you sure there's nothing we can do? And the whole time I'm sitting, and everybody is just glaring at me. I'm just sitting here reading my paper like, oh, <laughs> please let this three-hour flight be over with quick. It was awkward. Very awkward. It was the most awkward flight I've ever had in my entire but life. But you're the best flight buddy to sit next to. You could make her laugh. <laughs> no, we, we got to talking and... Uh, make her feel better. Well, we got to talking and I she I, I said, after she finally stopped hyperventilating like a seven-year-old uh, child, I, I told her, I said, I go, it sounds like you've had a bad morning. And she, she goes, she's like, my boyfriend just put... Uh, yeah, I got that part. Yeah. I don't know if you knew we that, but the, the entire airplane got that part. <laughs> you almost part. got ejected out of the flight. Yeah, right? and uh, yeah, so we... She she was flying to meet him. Oh. He dumped oh, her oh, that's... before she was getting there. She bought her a bunch of rum and cokes. I yeah, hope. well, we... Um, I, I helped her rearrange her flight on my computer, and then we sent him a nasty email. And, uh, we we got to we we landed and we got to the uh, end of the jetway because we were one of the first ones off the plane, being in the front of the plane. I walk her out to the end of the jetway, and she's going one way. I'm going that. I'm hugging her goodbye. You're a good and man. People are glaring at me like, <laughs> "Why are you hugging him? He just dumped you." They don't get it. Uh, no, they no. don't get it. And that's no, why don't. we love you. Yes, because <laughs> no, you're a good uh, guy. I, I just uh, now pu- I just put my headphones on, not these and, white ones that Randy and has. And you're over a corporate here, but... chill. Yes. Now. Yes. Yes. Uh, and and you were just telling me uh, that uh, that you've got this great thing now that you're you're taking uh, you're taking your show to a new level. Yeah, we have a we have a new show. We ha- we have a regular show that we still do where we go in front of a bunch of rednecks and people that love to cook and we cook for them and tell jokes and and then we feed them. But we've. Uh, Gotten smart, and we learned how to create a new show where um, you cook for us. So we just sit back and we just figure, you know what? Let's just let somebody else do the work. So we designed a competition, and it's a uh, it's an Iron Chef style competition, like Chopped, where we come in and we set up all the cooking stations, and then um, everybody has the same ingredients, and you don't need to be a chef. This is for amateurs, and then you come in and you um, you come in with teams of four to six, and you um, you take on these ingredients and you take on the people next to you and it's really fun and interactive. So if you have a if you have a company that you're working for and they always end up taking you to those team building ones where they have a guy come in and do the trust fall. And, the trust the fall. The trust yeah, fall. Yeah, Cindy in accounting ends up falling and breaking her shoulder because you know you know the, the jerk behind her didn't catch her. Well, this is totally. Totally different than that. This is so much better. We come yeah. in. Trust it with salmonella. Yes, exactly. Because we use chicken. <laughs> raw chicken. So we like to get people sick. And you were saying that, that you've done this a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, it, you know, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it really is a lot of fun. And you get you get people to be uh, very interactive. We have one, uh, if you're not doing it, if anybody's not doing anything, Monday 22nd, April 22nd, at Crush Wine Bar in Eagle. Um, we're taking teams over there right now, so you can call Crush and, and uh, Eagle and uh, bring in a team. You don't have to be a professional, like I said. This is for amateurs, and uh, you can come in there and compete with some other people. And I'm going to be hosting it. And so, how do you get in to be one of the competitions? You just call Crush. Oh, you. Oh, you mean? Oh, yeah, as far one of the as competitors. Fighting, as far, yeah, oh, yeah. If, if like to say Nick and I here wanted to be a team, how would we do that? You just call Crush and say, "Hey, I want to sign up for Monday the 22nd." Otherwise, uh, you can contact me through uh, ultimatecampcooking.com. Or my Facebook page, which is Mac and the Big Cheese, 
Facebook page, and you can go on there and say, hey, we want you to come in, and I'll come in. I'll set up a team building that will just blow you guys away. But, uh, you know, we're going to be performing at other places doing the same thing. What, uh, so you've done this a couple times. Has anything been like, wow? Oh, you, you know what's you amazing that. is when you put when you put four people together, there's always one person that knows how to grab an ingredient off the table and really change things up. Because, you know, everybody has the same four ingredients, but the shared table has all those extra ingredients that people have to really strive for and make and make things different. And then when you tell them that you're being judged on uniqueness, people really go outside the box. Sure. Now we're not gonna do like shop where they give you you know like chicken octopus and rock you know uh pop rocks right you know you're gonna get you're gonna get the stuff that you recognize and you're gonna you know you're gonna be able to create because uh let's face it you know a lot of us have been drunk and when we come home and we've created some pretty cool stuff when you know yeah drunk and high people yeah exactly uh, and then the next day you wake is. up and you look in your fridge and you're like what was that <laughs> I <ate> entire <laughs> wheel of cheese have there, have there been horror stories too though you know uh, I mean, oh yeah, oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's horror stories. People people burn <laughs> people burn stuff all the time. They uh, you know it's uh, you you get you know people that will put you know so much sugar in something and the you taste and you're like uh, and, and we and we're honest with you. Yeah, we, you know when we're judging, we're we're honest with you, just like they would on shows. I mean, we'll we'll literally spit the food. Man, up. I don't know if my 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 ego could make take it. <laughs> you know because I love I love cooking it, and usually at the house I cook good stuff. Well, but you to can, have somebody really important who knows what they're doing tell you you suck is horrifying. Sure, <laughs> no, you can have you can have a, a mediocre recipe, but it's all about presentation. Oh, so see, when your team is presenting this, Look when your me. team is presenting this, I mean, you have to go all out to present it. Look at me, you, Pat. Well, well I know presentation <laughs> is not my forte. I need but to find get, an artist friend. Well, you get judged on everything. I mean, we we, we judge you when you walk in the door. We we look at you. And I just, like it. We just judge you. That's how we do it. So good. It's so good to see this thing take off for. Because I remember having you in when when the book just started out and you were the, you were kind of the look, videos. Yeah, exactly. The videos too, and you're kind of going around to some shows and figuring out how this thing was going to work. And it's really taken off, and it's taking you to some really cool places. And it's like to see. It's really cool to see the idea mature, and you guys kind of take this thing to another level. So yeah, right. I would never go to Dubuque, Iowa, for any other reason. I mean, <laughs> seriously. So it has taken us places that you know you never. No, actually, it's been really nice because we have gotten a lot of uh, TV time. Uh, we were just on the Travel Channel, um, you know, a couple months ago. Uh, we did a show for Exposed, and then you know we're, we're playing the Hollywood game. We got people that are looking at us for this and that, and you know we've That's actually awesome. had to turn down a couple of shows where you know they wanted us to play Jackass style characters, nothing to do with cooking. So we're like, yeah, no, we're, right. We'll, well, we'll play the Hollywood game for a little bit longer. Awesome. Because the passion is there for you in the grilling and cooking game. I mean, like in your personal life, what are you grilling out like uh, three, four, five nights a week? Uh, no, he's, for he's the last first couple, class now. yeah, for the last couple chef. months, yeah. he's got his own personal oh, chef. Oh, Whoa. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish. No, it's great though. I mean, because I'll walk into the store and I'll go, I'll, I'll walk down the aisle and I'll look at an ingredient and go, "What's going to go good with that?" And then just create, and you know, and get home, and and believe it or not, I've actually had a lot of recipes just fall flat. And my wife is, um, she will tell the truth. Yeah, <laughs> she will. She'll look at me and go, "That was not good." I'm like, "Okay, I know not to do that again." So yeah, so it's uh, you know, you just gotta 